Welcome to The Read Along. A mini book club for your ears. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? Do you like talking about mediocre movies? Do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies? Well, I certainly do, and you can listen to me, Scott C. Bourgeois, along with my co-hosts Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick, as we give our notes, and I have some notes. You can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice, or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes. So a few weeks back, we mentioned we were house hunting. Yes. We bought a house. We successfully hunted a house. So now we're in the process of lining up a bevy of contractors <laughs> because the house that we decided to make purchase of is a bit of a fixer-upper. Some of its maintenance. It needs some love. Just a little. Yeah. The, um, the current homeowners are an older couple who are getting a little more infirm. And the house has not been neglected, but has been allowed to run down a bit over the past few years. Because as you get older, it's harder to maintain a house. Yeah. So it does need a little bit of TLC. And so that's been part of what we've been doing. The other thing that we've been busy with or starting to get busy with is getting our current house ready for showing. Yeah, because we're not going to keep this house. We're going to sell it and move into this other new house and everything will be great. Exactly. Everything will be super duper. (laughs) So, yes, our lives are full of adulting and house things lately. Yeah, it's been, it's been a busy few weeks because of that. <laughs> and, of course, we were off on vacation, as you'll recall, so that all kind of was happening while we were also on vacation. It's been, it's been a stressful few weeks. I know, we timed it super duper well. Yeah. We did not. No, we did not. But uh, the good news is we got a new house. So if you were wondering for an update on that, there's your update. <laughs> we did it. Uh, The new house will have a fabulous new recording studio, by which I mean a different room in a different basement. (laughs) Different room in which we record. Yeah, but uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. But uh, that's basically where we're at personally. A little update (laughs) on our personal. Because, of course, you you tune into the read-along not just to hear about a book, but to hear about our lives and to enjoy the parasocial relationship. (laughs) Of two people you may or may not know. Yeah, friends from a distance very pandemic friendly i mean we've said it every virtually every episode for a long time we love you very much we do we appreciate your ears indeed uh, i actually had someone who was inquiring after older episodes if you're looking for older episodes of the read-along i realize they're not currently available on podbean i haven't figured out how to fix that yet but they are all loaded up at the internet archive i've been making a point of loading them up there since basically episode one so you can always go to the internet archive and find old episodes of the read-along just look for us you'll find them so if you're looking for one of our older books that isn't currently available on your podcatcher, you can go there and listen to it or download it for free. It's available. But someone was asking about that and mentioned that for like our first book, we didn't say that we loved her very much. And she Aww. was wondering about that. And I was like, we always loved you very much. We just didn't know how to express it at the time. <laughs> and so you can take that to the bank. There you go. It's a little, little note for everybody. To be fair, first book, we felt it was a little too soon. Well, yeah. Don't want to rush into that. So you don't want to rush into that relationship. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, with that said, 
And with that note of where our older episodes are, they're they're all available. I suppose we should do a little recap of our most recent episode. Yes. Uh, where we found out a little bit about a clandestine meeting that was supposed to happen the night before the infamous party. Yes, and then didn't. No, it ended up happening the next day because someone suspiciously was delayed. Yes. Yes. We also learned a lot about international relations. And a little bit about Dr. Stiles, the the most recent suspicious death. Yes. That may or may not be linked to Brodsky's death. Indeed. Um, And that all leads us into chapter 16 of The Windsor Knot by S.J. Bennett. The queen is preoccupied. Well, she's busy queening. Well, yeah, and it is a busier week. Um, The past couple weeks have been a little light on her schedule, but this week Sir Simon has like a full slate of things for her to take care of. Further to that, she is preoccupied with trying to get this murder solved because she's like, you know what? The Obamas are on their way. I like the Obamas. They're nice people. I don't want the the pall of this mysterious death lingering over the castle when they come and visit. That doesn't seem appropriate. And I don't want this weighing on my mind when I should be having a good time hobnobbing with some nice people who happen to also be the president and the first lady in their family. It's, just, it's so funny the way she goes over it. Like, oh, I'd better have this wrapped up by Friday. I'm having company. Right? <laughs> it's just the company Except, happens to be Barack Obama. Exactly. The company happens to be the president of the United States because she is the queen, yeah. right? It's her 90th birthday, so of course there's going to be a celebration, yeah, right? There's, there's stuff that needs to get done and this mystery needs to get wrapped and up. And she's like, I just need to get this finished because I have stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, but she's also been dwelling on it and there's something that's been rubbing her the wrong way and she can't quite put her finger on it yet. And this has been something for the last couple chapters. There's been something, some memory of the night of the party that she remembers being off, but she hasn't quite clicked and remembered what it is. Something that she had noted at the time as being slightly off, but dismissed. Yeah. Because at the time it was very irrelevant. It specifically has to do with meeting with the clandestine meeting, basically. (laughs) Yes. Um, The little spy meeting. Yeah, because they had actually gathered the night before, but then the meeting itself was delayed because Kelvin Lowe was late. Right. But she still dropped in because it was in her castle. Sir Peter had been like, hey, you should come. Everybody will be jazzed by the queen coming and saying hi. So she dropped in and she did say hi to everybody. So she vaguely remembers Dr. Rachel Stiles. And she's trying to put her finger on something about that meeting that, as you say, seemed weird. While she's ruminating on that, she decides to, it's kind of subtly implied, reward Rosie for her good work by taking her for a ride. By the time we got to the end of the chapter, I realized it was a reward ride. But at the time when we started it, I was like, oh, they're going off for like a private talk. Well, yes. To like share information and it's, talk mystery. There's kind of two things at work here. On the one hand, it is an opportunity for the queen to have some alone time to chat with Rosie. But it's also an opportunity for her to get to know Rosie better because Rosie's been helping her out. And she's at the point where she's like, if I'm going to rely on this woman, I want to know more about her. I want to talk to her and hear her story from her. It's not stated outright, but... I glean that's what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of a reward. It's, hey, let's go for a ride. I know you like horses from reading your background. Come ride a horse with me yeah. for a bit. I and know Rosie, this about you. I know you like yeah. to ride. I like to ride. Let's go do it together. And Rosie's kind of over the moon about it. She's downplaying it a bit, but she you is. can tell on the inside she's squeeing that she gets to go have a ride with And queen. she probably didn't realize how much fun it would be. 
And she does have a good time. And she has a wonderful time. Yeah. The queen gets one of like her personal horses out for Rosie to ride. Rosie's all like, she borrowed an outfit to go riding. <laughs> like a tweed coat and yep. like some jodhpurs. Um <laughs> Because she doesn't regularly have that stuff lying around. Um, And yeah, they have a little discussion. We get to learn a little bit more about Rosie's background as she kind of discusses where her love of horses came from and how she was able from a lower class family to be able to afford to spend time with horses. Yeah. Which was... Afford the rides because horses are an expensive hobby. They are. Super duper expensive. I have family who are a little more well-heeled than myself who do like horse stuff. (laughs) <laughs> and it is it is expensive. It is pricey. Oh yes. I work with a lady who rides. It is not cheap. No. Not, not something cheap. not something we ourselves do, but we rub shoulders with some people who do, and it is an expensive thing. Yeah. Any manner of equestrian sport. Indeed. Woo. Horses are not cheap pets. Uh, do not get one for Christmas. It will not go over well. <laughs> the point is Rosie ended up working at a stable. Yeah. Um she took a part-time job at a stable so that she would be able to number 1 make some money, and number 2 be able to spend time with horses on the cheap. Yeah, she basically worked in trade for rides sometimes, Yeah, right? And the deal with her mom was so long as your grades don't slip, because if your grades slip, you're out of there. And she kept it all above water. Yeah, oh yeah. Well enough that she was able to go on to her future career that she's since enjoyed. Rosie's one of those driven people who just needs to succeed at everything. She knew what she wanted and she went for it. Yeah, I'm under the impression she's not doing it to win anybody's approval other than this is what she wants to do kind of yeah and she's not doing it to compete with anybody and yet everything's a competition to her she mentions in this chapter yes but not with anyone specifically no it's it kind of reads like she's always competing with herself she's always just trying to like do better right she sets this goal and when she achieves it she wins and then she sets another goal yeah right yeah which is awesome Like, that is the exact kind of work ethic she needs for this particular job. Though she does note that she does derive some satisfaction from the fact that she has bested people who were more well-to-do than her on her way up. Yeah. She, the lower-class girl, bested a bunch of, like, prep school boys at rioting and did better than a lot of, like, the the well-to-dos who were in the military academy and now is in the ultimate, like, boys' club job, basically. Yeah. And that gives her a sense of satisfaction. This was a very clever chapter, I think, because it gives us a wonderful character piece on Rosie and furthers along our mystery story. And it does. At the same time. It was great. Because all of this talk about her background leads Rosie to talk about her dad. And one of the things that she mentions is that at some point her dad got an MBE. Yeah. It was a big deal because he was a, a big member of his community. He ended up getting an opportunity to meet the queen and get a medal. After she relates this story... Rosie realizes the queen is giving her the strangest look. And for a moment, she's like, did I say something wrong? The queen's like, no, that's not the case. And then the rain starts because they only had a short window before it was supposed to rain. So now's the time to head back in. Well, little thunderclap sends Rosie's horse running away anyway. (laughs) But what has actually happened is that the queen's brain has had a thunderclap as well. Yes. So Rosie has reminded the queen of the thing she couldn't think of. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a medal. And it seemed so innocuous at the time. But the Queen's like, there was a medal that I noted at that clandestine meeting. And it was on Dr. Rachel Stiles. She had 
Um, I don't recall the name of the exact medal. The Elizabeth Cross. The Elizabeth Cross. Thank you, Anita. And it's specifically, it's a medal that the Queen herself had instituted some time ago to commemorate the victims of terrorism globally. Yes. It's a medal given to the family members who have lost somebody. Yeah. Right? So obviously, it's an important distinction for the families who receive it because it's in commemoration of, of a lost loved one. So when the Queen notices Dr. Rachel Stiles wearing this medal that she obviously recognizes, she very tactfully kind of tries to broach the subject of, oh, well, you know, who was this medal for? Where was he? How did this How did this come to be? To get the story out of her. Because in her experience, when people have lost a loved one and received this medal, they're very happy to tell their story. But Dr. Stiles' response was very strange. It's like she didn't understand the question. Yeah. Now the queen realizes she didn't know what the medal was. That she was wearing. Yeah. Because her answers were like, oh, it's my father's medal. And when the queen was like, well, where was he? She's like, I don't know, Buckingham, Buckingham Palace? Palace. Which is the answer you would give to where did the person get the medal? But this is a posthumous medal. He couldn't have gotten it at Buckingham Palace. Also. He'd be dead. He wouldn't have been the one to receive it. <laughs> no. So this means that Dr. Styles was wearing a medal that didn't belong to her. And then the penny drops for the queen and she realizes that this person who claims to be Dr. Rachel Styles is an imposter. Yeah. She's pretending to be someone she's not. Right. Who was at that meeting? I don't know. And this just raises tons of questions. Nita wrote a whole page worth of them. I, I did. <laughs> I have a whole paragraph of questions by the time we got to the end of that. Because basically what happens for the queen in this chapter is she's kind of pondering the Russia-China connection. Yeah. While in the back of her mind is this detail she can't remember. Rosie, out of coincidence, brings up the receiving of an honor... Right? Yeah. And, and of, of course, father. and because and because when you receive such a medal, it's a big deal. Yeah. Rosie's happy to gush about it, which Dr. Stiles wasn't in that moment. Right. Which was the thing that the queen thought was weird. So she accidentally solves a different problem and in doing so just generates even more questions. Yeah. Right. Wah. <laughs> Whose medal was that? Why was Dr. Stiles wearing it? Was that Dr. Stiles? Right. So we have an imposter. Smart enough to know that the occasion called for, like, to display your honors. Yeah. Right? If you will. But not enough to know the details of that. Right? It was it was a prop. It was a decoration. Yeah. But... Whose? But whose? So, uh, yeah. So, if that wasn't Rachel Stiles, who was it? Where's the real Rachel Stiles? And which one of them is now dead? Good question. And why? Also a good question. So I just have extra questions. Well, the most important thing is that that means that there's the possibility someone was in that meeting who shouldn't have been in that meeting. And that means that there potentially was a spy in Windsor Castle that night, but it wasn't on the Queen's staff. No, maybe? I don't know. If you're going to impersonate Rachel Stiles, that means you have to impersonate her well. Otherwise, you're going to get found out almost right away, especially if the imposter goes to that meeting. But there's little details like that that you're not going to know. No, exactly. But you need to know enough to like reasonably pose as someone else, right? Yeah. This woman had a doctorate in like Chinese economy specifically regarding infrastructure. Your average Joe off the street is not going to be able to pick that up in order to fake it in a meeting at the palace <laughs> with Sir Peter. Well, and we don't necessarily know that that wasn't Dr. Rachel Stiles either, but that she was putting on an honor. That didn't belong to that her. That didn't belong for, to her. For some reason. Yeah, I. there's a weird 
disconnecting here somewhere. The, the, the important thing is that there's something off with the person who at least was claiming to be Dr. Rachel Stiles Correct. at that meeting. And the queen has finally figured out what, what it was. It was. Mm-hmm. That just throws further questions onto the death of this person. Right. So many more questions now. I'm really curious to see where this goes. Well, and further to that, how does it relate back to Brodsky? Right? The Again, the only connection we have so far is that they were in the same building at the same time for a specific window of time. Yes, and that both have ended up dead. And now both are dead. Under mysterious accidental suicides. Yes. Right. Well, like I said, I'm super curious to see where this goes because it's fascinating right now. Yeah. But uh, at the moment, that's all we have. We don't have definitive answers. I I can't even venture a guess because we don't have enough info. Hopefully we find out something more next chapter. I hope so too. Yeah. I don't know. This book's getting real good. I like it. The, The mystery deepens it thickens yes indeed well we'll uh hopefully learn a little more as we move into chapter 17 which you'll want to read up on in time for next week yes in the meantime of course as always you can give us a little rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice that helps us out absolutely you can also uh send us missives via the multitude of social medias that are currently (laughs) available all right we are on uh the app formerly known as twitter (laughs) Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at the read along on most of those, so you can find us like that. Yeah, and as mentioned previous, once the majority of people settle on a new social media app, we'll probably be there too. It's true. <laughs> uh, you can also send us an email. Absolutely. We are the read along at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. We're queening. Thank you for joining us on The Read-Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All read-along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read-Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. Goodreads.com